You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. All right, what's going on? Welcome to Hour 2, Idaho Sports Talk, a bracket Monday. Boise, you are dancing. You are dancing not far from this exact location in Boise, Idaho, but no, Portland, Oregon, the Zags are there. UCLA is going to be there, Prater, St. Mary's, maybe in Indiana or Wyoming, a nice group. Memphis, obviously, of teams that are going to be in Portland with games starting on Thursday. Uh, we're going to kick this thing off the right way. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports Bracketologist, right now live on our Fat Guys Fresh Deli Hotline. And Jerry, welcome to Boise, Idaho. You're always gracious with your time on this show that we appreciate. And heck yeah, it's not often we get to bring you on this time of year and talk about Boise State in the NCAA tournament. But again, here we are. Jerry, welcome. And uh, your thoughts on BSU this season? Uh, thanks for having me on again. It's always good to. I talked to Boise. Um, I, I thought that Boise State had a great season. Obviously, ended up uh, the league champion, and you know they they get it in an eight nine game, which is always tough because if you win it, you get to face a number one seed, and in this case, the number one seed, uh, Gonzaga. Uh, but you know you go out and do what you can with it, and uh, I I like Boise to win this first game. I think uh, they got a good draw uh, against Memphis, but uh, Memphis is a really athletic team. So uh, I, that Boise is, and has played well finally down the stretch of the season after Penny Hardaway got his rotation set yep. the way it needed to be. So it's going to be a tough game. But I, I think that Boise can win this game. They're going to have to be disciplined and uh, take care of the ball. And uh, then I think that uh, I think they've got a shot. And uh, but they've had a they've had a great season. I had them. I thought they might be a seven. Uh, I think that Bakersfield lost. Uh, is probably why they're at eight. That was it for you again, Jerry Palm, the great Jerry Palm with us right now because Boise's fan base, a high percentage of it, just didn't understand the eight seed, Jerry, even if it meant maybe a little gift on geographic location in Portland. Um, I'll ask you flat out. They they, they decide to see before they decide where you're playing. So you don't think it was a gift for Boise State say, hey, we'll put you on the eight line here, but we'll send you to Portland. That had nothing to do with it. No, okay. No, because they rank the teams one to sixty-eight, and then they put them in the field, and they don't change seeds after they put them in the field unless you're in a situation where you're playing on Sunday. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. a Sunday game can affect a team seed um, or the the selections even because Richmond stole a bit on Sunday, right? So, so they they've got to have contingencies for the Sunday games that could possibly impact the seed, you know, if you're not playing, you could be collateral damage one way or the other. But um Okay. Anyways, but they're they don't they don't put you in the in your seed. They don't give you your seed before they know where you're playing. They Jerry, don't know where anybody's playing until they actually start to put the top sixteen teams in the bracket. Why do you think Colorado State was a six seed? In Boise State was an eight seed. I know you've paid attention to both teams' resumes. I don't need to get into it, but Colorado State two seeds ahead of Boise. Yeah, I actually kind of thought they would be there. I, uh, I Colorado State, Colorado State first of all only had five losses, only one quad three. That's really the home and home with UNLV is I don't know what they must have had their number or something, but must have been a matchup problem. But just the fact that they only had five losses, just the one bad loss. Uh, and and really a, a number of good wins throughout the season. Colorado State definitely had the best resume of the Mountain West teams. 
Uh, they also had a win over St. Mary's, who's, you know, a five seed in this bracket. I had a great year themselves. They beat Creighton in the Big East. So they picked up some good non-conference wins as well. And, and that's why Creighton is the top seed out of the Mountain West this year. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, Bracketology. You saw him on CBS Sports all weekend long covering uh, the NCAA tournament. Jerry, I just wanted to go back because I've always been led to believe, and we were talking about that here in the office today, that you, uh, what you said about putting teams on, on, on in the bracket, but I always thought that there was some times where they moved them a, a line or two for compelling story reasons, for matchups. Haven't they have Absolutely a, isn't there a not. history of that? Oh, my gosh, no. No. No, 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 and no. But that's a reputation uh, that's being written around out there. No. <laughs> they haven't. In fact, they changed the bracketing. They never moved teams for compelling story reasons. That, that's a bunch of crap. Or they ticket sales or TV? God, no. Okay. They don't need they don't need. <laughs> they don't need that. Okay. The March Madness is now a big cultural event, second probably only to the, the Super Bowl in, in the, uh, the sports world. I mean, everybody follows March Madness. They don't need compelling storylines. They happen on their own. Yeah. They don't need to artificially put things together. They never have. That's always been, that's the, one of the biggest myths of, of NCAA tournament is that the committee sits around and puts together storylines. They haven't got time for it. Bracketing is, uh, is a chore. It's very regimented. Uh, there are a lot of rules they have to follow. And if compelling story matchups happen, great. But they're never artificially put together because they don't have a lot of flexibility in the bracket. So the, the way bracketing works is you, they start at the top, number one. Number one actually gets to choose where they play, Correct. Uh, yeah. sub-regionals and regional. And then number two goes to its closest geographic site. Uh, number three, number four, all the way through the top 16. And then they assign the, um, the sub-regional sites based on the top 16 teams, you know, in, in geographic preference as one through 16 again. And then everybody else just goes to the closest site available on their line when they go in. And they go in in numeric, you know, in seed order, 17, 18, 19, 20. So when they got to Boise, they had a spot available in the West, and they put them in the West. That, it's as simple as that. How close do they fall? I know they promote it throughout the season, the net. You know, Boise State was 29 in the net, 29 yesterday in the NCAA seedings. Is that a coincidence, or is that well, what they do? Totally. Yeah, totally. Otherwise, I mean, if the net mattered, Rutgers wouldn't be in the tournament. They were 77. Um, no, it's in fact, that's a record, by the way. The high, the lowest-ranked team ever to get wow. the, at, at large it is Rutgers at 77. Um No, it's a, that's just a coincidence. Uh, hmm. The net, the rankings don't make decisions. Um, they're, they kind of inform a little bit, but if their committee's looking at a resume and they see rankings in these metrics that don't match, they don't question the resume. They question the metrics. This so is, it's, it's really about the, the, the resume itself, uh, more than the metrics. This is a really broad question and I apologize in advance and it definitely comes down to matchups, but what is the difference from your historical perspective or this bracket perspective between a, an eight seed and a seven seed? Uh, to me, the difference is you don't have to play a one right away if you win your game because the ones are usually the best teams. Not that the twos are typically that far off, but yeah. the ones are the ones for a reason. Uh, they're the favorites in the tournament. And uh, if you're a, if the difference between a seven and an eight is a, if you're a seven, your second game is probably a two. That's going to be a very good team. That'll be a real challenge. Um, but uh, you don't have to play a one right away. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports Bracketologist. Love this time of year. Love talking to you right now, Jerry. And 
you know, you mentioned earlier you you think Boise State has a good chance to advance in Portland against Memphis. You know, you said Penny Hardaway's kind of got this thing going with his rotation, Larry Brown on yep. his staff. Talk to me. Tell yeah. my listeners about this matchup, Boise State, Memphis, the old 8-9 coin flip. Jerry, what do you yeah. like? Yeah. Well, so uh, I like Boise's style of play because I think it can frustrate Memphis. Um, so, And that's why I say they're going to have to be true to themselves, take care of the ball, uh, play their game. Don't let Memphis beat them up. You know, don't don't get caught up in what they like to do. And if you take care of the ball and you can limit their possessions and, and frustrate them, uh, then I think you can do that. But they've got some talented guys. That Jalen Duran is is a a terrific player. He's probably going to be in the NBA next year. Um, that's uh, they, they've they've actually got some older players, uh, which we don't see as much. Although I think we're seeing more of that this year because of uh, uh, some players sticking around due to COVID. I think we're seeing some older teams that we might have otherwise this year. But uh, um, so Memphis, Memphis likes to play fast. Um, they don't always play smart, but they like to play fast and, uh, and they're very athletic. So, you know, Boise's going to have to be disciplined, controlled and, uh, and, and take care of the ball. If they can do that, then they give themselves a chance. You mentioned Jalen Durant, the American athletic freshman of the year. Boise state has its freshman of the year and Tyson Degenhart, but let's talk about Jalen Durant a little bit in terms of where is, as a freshman and a one-and-done guy, it sounds like, where is his weakness yeah. when he hasn't played well? What has been his uh, his kryptonite? Just speeding himself up too much. You know, just trying to do too much. Uh, and you see that with a lot of guys when they're the, the guy on a team, you know, the guy. Sometimes, you know, they feel like things are going well. they gotta, they got to step up and do more, and they end up trying to do too much. Um, I, I don't know. If he's playing well, I don't know that there's a whole lot you can do about it. Try and stop the other guys. <laughs> it, it's because uh, it, 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 he's just a different level of guy. He's good. I don't know if he'll be a lottery pick, but he'll be a top half of the first round NBA guy. So you know that's that's going to be hard for Boise to got anybody like that. So you know just try to stay in front of him. You know frustrate him, but you know if he's if he's on his game, try and stop the other guys. Uh, because uh, he probably can't beat you by himself. You know, two years in a row, Gonzaga gets the number one overall seed. You know, they've been to the final mm-hmm. four two times in the last you know four or five tournaments here. I'm sorry, the championship two, game. Two championship games. Jerry, yep. you know, tell us about this Gonzaga team. You know, maybe Boise State faces them in round two, which will be the first time Mark Few faces Leon Rice, and that will have all kinds of storylines, as you know, uh, this Gonzaga team, Timmy and Holmgren and the crew, and what do you like about them? And do you expect them to be yeah. right there? And when it's all said and done again, I picked them to win it. So yeah, I do. Uh, they're different than last year's team. I mean, they still have Timmy, and they still got some great guards. You know, so so some of these guys are still the same. But they, of course, they lost Jalen Suggs, the electric guard who went on to the NBA. Suggs from Minnesota, and they got another guy from Minnesota, Chet Holmgren. Uh, who's a different kind of player completely because he's seven foot tall uh, and a great rim protector. He changes the way Gonzaga plays defense. They can put a lot more pressure on the perimeter now because they know if they get beat, Chet Holmgren is there to clean it up. And he's terrific. Uh, and plus, he can score from anywhere on the floor. He's not going to beat you off the dribble or anything, but he can score from anywhere off the floor or anywhere on the floor. So, yeah, Gonzaga is a real handful this year. It's uh, you know they they don't enter the tournament undefeated like they did last year, 
because uh, I Duke beat them in uh, was it uh, Alabama in St. Mary's? Oh, that's right. It was Alabama. Yeah, Alabama yeah. up there. Uh, I was thinking it was an SEC team, but I was drawing a blank on. I, was, I kept thinking Auburn. I knew that was wrong. Um, uh, so you know they they've got a couple losses this year, but uh, they're they're a really they're they're a really difficult team to play against because of their size uh, and of the fact that they've got really good guards on the perimeter. So it, there really are a lot of weaknesses in Gonzaga. Kerry, who do you like in your Final Four? You said you picked Gonzaga to win it all. Who do you like in the, yeah. the other three spots? Uh, Kentucky, uh, Kansas, and Villanova. Love it. Jerry, enjoy the dance. Actually, I had one more quick question for you, Jerry. And we've never met, okay. but you've been on this show about a thousand times between Boise State back in the old BCS football days and, and certainly yeah. a little bit of basketball. And I was watching you yesterday. Yeah. By the way, the suits are looking fantastic, my friend. The suits are just Thank absolutely you. rocking. You've built this career of a of a science guy, and I, I know you were a band guy in college. You're a Purdue guy, yeah. and, and all of a sudden, yeah. I'm watching you yesterday, and you're this rock star on CBS March Madness. You, you've got to pinch yourself to the point where you've gotten to be who you are and and what you're doing. I love your work. I love what you're doing, and you've got to be one of the happiest guys in, in college basketball land. It's I would have never guessed when I started tracking the RPI that mm-hmm. it would turn into this. Never, <laughs> never in a million years. You know, people just kept asking me to talk about it. I guess I made some sense or <laughs> enough sense. Jerry. Um, and, or you and just don't just, cut. You I just, just kept getting doors open for me, and I walked through them. No What's BS that? coming from you, Jerry. You're very, you're very uh, blunt. No, not, I, 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 I do not pander to the audience, and I, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I just uh, I call it the way I see it. I try not to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> but I do call it the way I see it. Jerry, we always appreciate you here in Boise, Idaho, and look forward to talking to you. Hopefully we're talking next week if Boise State's in a Sweet 16 run and they just That'd busted. That would be something, man. Yeah, that they would just be something. busted Palm's bracket. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so Somebody will. Might as well be them. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Jerry. Thank you, as always. All right, thanks. Appreciate Jerry Palm there. And, Prater, I know there's a lot to unpack with that because, you know, I, yeah, I, I I I disagreed with some of that on him. I, I just did, did I, man. I did too. I, I really did. I did, especially with what we're reading. And he's ten times smarter about this than me. Totally. You know, I, you're more of a college basketball guy, and you understand the science. But uh, you know, it's been talked about in the reputation in terms of the committee playing around a little bit here and there, and, and that's that's a that's a reputation. And, and he used the word myth, so maybe maybe it is a myth. We're not everybody mentions that though on all the networks, on all the selection shows. It's like. I don't know, maybe it's the Sasquatch myth. There's a million people who claim they've seen Bigfoot, dude. Yeah, yeah. They swear to it. They've seen Bigfoot. But you know what? Okay, I, do we really buy that? Probably not. But to me, there's so many past instances in this tournament of exactly what we've seen with Boise State and Gonzaga right next to each other on brackets in a, in a convenient location. It just feels like they do that. Maybe the great Jerry Palm is correct, and it's a hundred thousand total percent coincidence that it ended up how it did. It's a total coincidence here. I don't. Bottom, hey. bottom line: every time we bring Jerry Palm in, my my mind is racing, my mind is smarter, and uh, I just hope to absorb it all. What were your thoughts on that? Text our Cloverdale Plumbing text line two zero eight four two four ninety three hundred. We'd love to read some of those. But first, Zamzos is their second annual Backyard Berry and Fruit Festival. It's going on now through Sunday. I'm talking Prater, 27 different types of blueberries, blackberries, and strawberries. 
have all arrived at all 13 Zamzos, making this the perfect time to plant. Nobody knows like Zamzos. Tom Brady retires. What does this mean for the entire 2022 NFL season? That's what we're discussing on what we hope is your favorite sports talk radio program, Prater in the Ballgame.